0: Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Chof Aleph. Today's shir is the Yochevet Nishmas Yochevet Chaya Bas Chaim Shmuel. May her memory be a blessing. May Neshama have an aliyah. It's also for a first time of Baba Mishla and Yitzchak, Yehuda ben Miriam. And they both have a complete and speedy recovery. Okay, so we got up to the second last line of Chof Hamudba 20b. It says itmar. ba almona. When a kohen gadol tries to do yibum to an almona. Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Elazar. It's a machlokes. Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Elazar. Had Amar I know pateres zoraso, but had Amar pateres The one says it does not yeah. exempt her tzara. I. The yibum is nothing. Um, if we say I know. Yeah, I'll explain. Sorry, Omar. And the other one says, "Poiteres And the other one says, "It does exempt her right, I Let's just look back. So you have a kohen. You have kohen Ruvan and Shimon. Ruvan does without children. He has uh, two wives or more wives, and he does without children. And now his brother, the kohen Gadol, once does well does the act of Yibum. If you hold Yibum, does not take effect at all. Well, then he's done nothing. Kowa, he still has to do Khalitza, at least to her or her kowa. If you say, he, granted, he's not supposed to do Yibum as we learned, because she's a negative commandment to him, and I'll monitor kind of um, nevertheless, if he did do Yibum, but yeah, that it works, and that's why the Tzara, even though now he has to divorce her, the Tzara has to um, and the tsara would be free. Now, remember, this is based on, we learned yesterday, we generally have the principle of or A positive commandment pushes aside a negative commandment. And therefore, in general, even if someone's forbidden by a negative commandment to marry or be intimate with a certain woman, if they did yibum, it would take effect. Because the positive commandment of doing yibum overrides the negative commandment. However, with an Ammona LaKoyengarul, the there's an added level of, uh, of... There's an added complication, is that he's actually... It's a positive, it's a negative and a the positive. There's the negative that he's not... That, that a Kohengarul is not allowed to marry a widow, and there's the positive that he must marry a basula virgin. So that's why... So, so based with that background, he so says, top of Aleph, 21a, minanisulim, Kuliyam, Pligi, patra. With an almoner who was properly married, every, there's no argument that she does not exempt her tzora. The yibum does not take effect at all. Because the positive commandment does not push aside a positive and a negative and a positive commandment. When is this argument? With an almoner from a ruse. According to the opinion, he says, it does exempt. A positive commandment comes and pushes aside the negative commandment. But according to the opinion, he says, it does not exempt the Yibum does not work. Why is that? The positive commandment does not push aside the negative commandment. Now, obviously, that's a difficult point to say because we have it as a general rule. He says, no, because he could do halitsa. I, when this is going back on the general rule of Reish Lok, which we, remember, we mentioned at the end of yesterday's stuff, is that when we say a positive commandment pushes aside a negative commandment, that is specifically where they're in conflict with each other. But where theoretically you could fulfill both of them, you can't say the positive commandment pushes aside the negative commandment. So you can't come along here where there's the option, the the and can either do yibum or chalitza. So you can't say that he's forced to do the positive commandment and override the negative commandment. Do Chalitza, and then he fulfills both the positive commandment and the negative commandment. Um, that's, the one, uh, um, that's the one aspect. Just interestingly enough, uh, there was a question yesterday about Yibum that it turns out in a lot of these scenarios we pre- we're permitting Yibum but there was exarim; he shouldn't be as shiny. That ah, oh, it's not. It's, he's going to have to divorce this wife straight away, which is not pleasant. So that actually Tosis does discuss earlier on in the Masechta. So, and then just one other point, just interesting with ased oichalosos that you mentioned. Once you have come onto it, is how far do we take it that the positive and the negative commandment must be in conflict with each other? Let's just take the classical example where we actually learnt out the principle of ased oichalosos was from tzitzis and shahmas. Part of tzitzis is woolen strings, the blue trailers is wool, and if you're wearing a linen garment, you can put it on that garment. So the positive commandment of wearing tzitzis overrides the negative commandment of, um, of sharpness. Now it's one thing to say that if that's the person's only shirt. What happens if a person has a cupboard full of shirts and he chooses the linen one, but now that he wants to wear the linen one, the positive commandment of tzitzis. We see that even based on your wants, we can say, or, or I guess we can ask it, but even based on just what you would like, you can create this scenario of, of Asatokalosase and say it overrides. You could say the similar thing here by yibum. Let's say the, the, he, his brother has a few wives, he's not too impressed with them. There's one he's impressed with, there's one he would consider marrying, but that one's a negative commandment. So can we say there, he could do yibum to any of the wives, but he wants to do yibum to the one that's offered to him. It's just interesting that based on what you want, not based on what's necessarily essential or has to be done, like that, a mitzvah that has to be done, you might be able to create. It's just something interesting to think about. Okay, let's carry on. So now Messi Bay, they challenge this. In Balu Kalu, it said that if he does Yibum, he acquires her. That least what Bryce said yesterday. I what's that saying? That yibum does work. So teyufda, is a rejection of of this explanation of the machlokes. Um Again, we suggested that when you have an our claim Godel, we do not say yibum works because there's no positive commandment pushing aside the negative commandment. But that actually doesn't work because we saw in a bhras that yibum does work. You're not allowed to do yibum because of the Xara, but yibum does work. So then we have to go back to what we learned yesterday. Oh, so then why, um, why would... Uh, yeah, what is it based on? Why does Yibum work? She so says, wherever Kiddushin would be tosi, whenever Kiddushin could take effect, even if it's an illegal one, then the Yibum would also take effect. Okay, Macy Um Sorry. Let's say this is a rejection of reish Lakish. reish Lakish said, wherever you could do um, the positive commandment and the negative commandment, therefore you should do Chalitze in this case, you don't have to do Yibum. So, Amalekar Reh Shlokish, Ki Amina Ana hege the Mika'i mitzvah, Awal hacha be'mokam Yibum, Love mitzvah here. Reh says, no, when did I say mei halacha, Din is where you could still fulfill the mitzvah. But here, Chalitze, in contrast, instead of Yibum, is not considered the mitzvah. So, again, the lower level. See, just by the fact that there is the option of Yibum or Chalitze, but when you have the option to do Yibum and that's what you want to do, you can't like, ignore the Chalitzah option. So sorry, I explained it wrong. Um, this this kedushin type said. It's all here because we're still discussing now Mona, who's just a negative commandment to the Kohen godel. Okay, so on my, now new point. Amar Rava, Remes lishneus min the Where's the hinted to? Just keep in mind we're saying Remez Rava knows that it's not all right. These shneus. These secondary arayas that we mentioned in the mission, we haven't told, said what they are yet. That we'll see a bit further down the page. But we mentioned that they're arayos that are only Osur-Dermid-Rabonam. So Rabbi says where they hinted to, to, make, to have this isur is it hinted to in the Torah? So shenei Mahara the apostle says, it's called ha sael All of these abominations, Osu-Ancha-Ores, the people of the land, did. or el kashus but saying this using instead of saying ha'il and using the word hael, it's it's harsher to tell us that they're that that they're stricter ikarafos, we see that they're softer arayos, or my what would those softer eyes be? the secondary aris, the issue drabon. Oh my shit, Who Where do you see that this, that using hael instead of ha'leh is a harsher is implying a harshness? You see, as it's written, there's Eilei Orek Lokach. The Eilei, the mighty ones of the land um, were taken by Nebuchadnezzar. Aleima Kiga Derebilevi. This seems to be Arjun Rebilevi. This, that you're asserting that the word Ha'el is stricter, it's Arjun Rebilevi. Dama Rebilevi, kash onchin shal midoish, yoisem onchin shal arayos. The punishment for false weights and measures is more severe than the punishment for forbidden relations. Shezeh Neima Bohem El, the Zenema Bohem, ele, Because by the Arayos it says El, and by the Midos it says Eile. So we see according to um, Rebbe Levi, Eile is <coughs> the So, yeah, Eile El Kashe, but Eile Kashe Mi El. So he says, no, Gabay Arayos, Namihok, it says Eile. By the Arayos it also says Eile. So now according to Levi, it should be as strict as the uh, as the arayos, he says no. that's to exclude midos from korres to exclude the punishment for false weights and measures for being korres. Uh, by midos it also calls them to avos. There's a general there's a general that refers to all the arayos as to avos as abominations, and then says the punishment is korres, and then there's this, and then by midos it calls them to avos. So you might think, oh, just as by arayos it is korres. So to by false weights and measures, it is correct Therefore, by Arius, it says, ha, ha to'evos ha'ele. These abominations are not midos. The punishment <coughs> is not. Oh, Elamai Well, then why are you saying they so severe? Clearly, based on their punishment, Arius are more severe. So the Moron says, hani but hani no, no, it's possible to do two for Arius. And it's impossible, to, or it's not possible, to do chuba by false weights and measures. Why is it not possible to do chuba by false weights and measures? Because you don't know who you stole them from. If you're weighing out things in your shop and your weight is wrong, it's basically everyone who's coming to your shop, whoever's bought those vegetables or that flour that's been weighed out, is be, has been cheated. And you don't know who that is, so how are you going to pay them back for having uh, cheated them? And therefore, it's very, very severe from that aspect. Um, interesting, something to think about is Rashi says, by the Arius, he says, unless a child has been born and his mamza, because then how can you fix that? But that gets into a subtle discussion of, there might be, if there's a remnant of your sin, can you still get complete atonement? Can you still do proper tshuva? But that's, that's just something to think about. But again, from the aspect of doing tshuva, it's much easier to do tshuva for the Arius, even though... Their punishment is stricter than for false weights and measures. Ravihura Maha gives another source where we see the Shlios, the rabbinic Arayos alluded to in the Torah, it says, He made handles and he investigated and he arranged, and he made many marshals. This is about Shlamaha HaMelech. It says Torah Domelek Nayim. Before Shlomo came along, the Torah was like a pot without handles. I Shlomo for Oselah's name until Shlomo came along and made handles for it, made these rabbinic decrees. The handles give you a firmer grasp on the pot and therefore you're not as likely to let it slip through your hands and lose it. If you just have the Torah without the Zairad or you're very likely to lose the Torah because you'll accidentally encroach on the halachas if there isn't this protection. Rebushayi, gives a third source for the dorais. Um, it says, Reject it and do not pass on it. Turn away from it and pass. Um, it seems the explanation, the is of parehu, which we translate we would translate as reject, also means expand. So expand on the Torah so that you don't come to transgress it. And then, what's a marshal to understand Reboshaya? It says, a person guarding an orchard. If he guards it from the outside, he stands by the entrance and he guards it, the whole orchard is guarded. I so That's why you put Zeres Jerobonim around the Torah laws. That's like standing on the outside and guarding it. But he stands in the middle of the orchard and guards it. What is in front of him he guards, what is behind him is not guarded because the, the criminals can sneak into the gate and then go around to the back. He says, but this marshal of Ravashi is actually nonsense. He says, Hosham <laughs> says there in Ravashi's case at least whatever is in front of the security guard is protected. Granted, what behind him is not, if you do not have these rabbinic um, um, you would definitely come to transgress the, to transgress the erva. So it says it's much more severe than the marshal makes it seem. Because by the marshal it seems there is a partial protection. But here there is not a, but by the arayos it would not even suffice. Rav Kahana ama Rav Kahana, it's a different source. Um, a different source where we find hinted to these rabbinic arayos, these shnios. It says, is mishmarti, you will guard my guarding. Also mishmeris mishmarti, you make a protection around my laws. So, I'm going to abide by the Oh, but then you're telling me that it's Doraisa. The Pasuk says, make a Mishmeris, make a God, make a fence. So, he says, yeah, Doraisa, Doraisa, Doraisa Rabbonin. It is Doraisa, and the Rabbonin explained it. Oh, call our Torah, Well, the whole Torah is interpreted by the Rabbis. Every every second mitzvah in the Torah is explained from the Rabbis, from Torah Shabal Pesah. How are you going to... Tell me. So how can you call that midrabbonon? You're basically going to end up calling everything midrabbonon. Just an example that jumps into my mind is tefillin. Where do you wear your tefillin? Based on the if you would wear it here or at the arm tefillin anywhere on our arm, and the Torah the rabbis come and remind us or teach us, explain it where it must be worn, above the hairline on your bicep, etc. So you're telling me that that's only a mitzvah no, that's Dorisis. So, so too, if Mishmeris mishmarti would imply a Doris, and it would, any halothas went out from that would be Dorisis. He says, You have to say that the Shnios Alma and the Posok is just a support. I don't know, I haven't mentioned it in a while, but there's an interesting Machlokas, how to, it seems to be an interesting Machlokas in the Rishonim, how to understand that Asmachta. We generally say that Asmachta is a. There's a dindra abonam and there's a pasuk that kind of hints to that there should be such a dindra bonnet, So the Rambam seems to learn that it's, yeah, the Rambam saw the necessity in making their Gezerah or Takana, they made it and then they Make find the task was to kind of show an allusion to it. Whereas the Ritva, the maral, and most others say no, they say it's actually Hashem made the Torah and He made it with this pasuk, with this opening. For the rabbis to see the necessity, or if they saw the necessity, to pull, to say, look at this possuf, we've, we've been given the leeway and we're making the xerid rabonin. So according to those opinions, it's much more intrinsic to the Torah, these yisurid rabonin that are built on Asmahta. it's not like, a, oh, let's make a law, and by luck, oh, lucky we've got a possuf that kind of alludes to it, or a possuf to remind us of it. No, it actually stems, flows from the possuf. Ton Mahem So now the brother what are these Isurei uh, Durapponen in Arise? The secondary Arise. So Aim Imo, his mother's mother. The aim Ovid, and his father's mother. Fascinating, your, your mother would be also to you. Duraissa, your grandmothers, are Mutar to you. Midrapponen, they are also. The Aisha's of your view, and his wife's, his father's father's wife, just as your father's wife is also, Duraissa, and that your grandfather's wife is also to afi imo, and so to your grandfather on your mother's side. Fifth one. achi'a av The... The wife of your maternal... Of your father's maternal brother. Wife of your father's maternal brother. Of your brothers I, your father, your uncle, who is only related to your father through his mother... And the, HSO, uh, yeah, and the his wife, the HSO, and the wife of your mother's paternal brother. Just wait. So there's four. There's four types of uncles discussed. This will make it clearer. The one that is Doraisa is your father's father. Four types of uncles whose wives whose aunt through them would be awesome. There's your father's your father, let's start with your father's brothers. So he has two types of brothers, a paternal brother, where he shares a father, and a maternal brother. The one that is Doraisa is his paternal brother. So I, your your uncle, your father's brother, who's through who are related who are brothers because they share a father, that's the Isu Doraisa. Now, Midrabonan, we seen here in these in in the rice here, the two which have the word father in them. So either your father's maternal brother, his wife would be Isudarabonim. Or your mother's paternal, there the word father, paternal brother, his wife would also be also to you. We're going to see, there's one we've left out, the, th- the fourth one, and that's going to be a discussion over the page. It's Eshes Ochiha Eiminahim, your mother's maternal brother. Because that's already... The similarity is as soon as it has the word father in it, it could get a bit tricky. So we know it's your father's father's mater- paternal brother. Oh, so then if it's your father's brother from a mother or your mother's paternal brother, those are similar. But what about this one, which doesn't have any um, connection to father, um, stemming from? I guess it would be the person we're discussing's grandfather. Okay, and then the seventh one, Vakalis Beno, his sons. Daughter in law, Vakalas Bito, and his daughter's daughter in law. Okay, well, this, yeah. Okay, umutar odon, the brizer continues, umutar odon ba'esheshesh chomi, his father in law's wife is permitted to him, Hagur chorgo, and his stepson, i.e., his wife's son, his sorry, his you know, his wife's son's wife. It's not related to him, it's his stepson. And his wife would be mutar to him. Again, obviously this is after death or divorce. While well, they're still married, then it's hajiz. But all of these cases would be after. But asr he's forbidden with his the daughter of his stepson, i.e., his wife's son's daughter. That's actually, as we'll see, it's to arisa. The kargon mutar bi isto bito. His stepson is allowed to marry his wife or his daughter. Either the person's focus, his stepson, if he could marry, okay, the stepson could marry his stepfather's wife or his stepfather's daughter, or his stepsister. The aishes Khargah, Hoimer meres loch, interesting enough, his stepson's wife could say to him, I am permitted to you but my daughter is muta is also to you. Why? Because that's the bas Chorga, the daughter of his stepson is also. We'll see in the Gemara that where, where that's from. But that's uh, isu doraisa. Bas doraisa. So, yeah, Sorry, the Gemara was bas Why is it listed with these secondary relations? Your korga is. The daughter of your stepson is also daraisa. You can see, as it's written in the Torah, es baspeno bas The daughter of your wife's son, or the daughter of your wife's daughter. So that's again your stepson's daughter is also It says, no, de because it wants to teach the latter clause. Aishas chorga or meres that his stepson's wife could tell him Animu loch, ubiti loch. So that's why it just uses. That's why. Brought in that case, even though it's one of the oraisa, it brought in that case for the for to show this strange contrast where his sons, his stepson's wife is mutar to is to him, but his stepson's daughter is also to him. Even though my daughter is is to to you, this is what the stepson's wife would say. Um, I am not, there's no desire against me. And therefore, in the Rasha it also teaches Baschorga. Again, when it's listing those who are also, it lists basforgo again, as you see, even though it's listed amongst the Shneos, the Yisrael and it's really Yisrael but it's just because I wanted to bring out this contrast later on, that the wife of his stepson is muttered to him, but there's the daughter of his... That son is also to him. But now we have another contrast we could teach. Let the wife of his father-in-law also say to him, "I am mutar to you, as we said, a father-in-law's wife is mutar, but my daughter is also to you." Why is his daughter also to him? Why is your father-in-law's daughter also to you? It's your wife's sister. Your wife's sister. So, ishta because it's his wife's sister. So, again, so why, if you want to teach me these contrasts where the woman says, surprisingly, I'm permitted to you, but my daughter is also to you, we've got another example of Chamoisa Why didn't they teach you teach that case? Chomit, sorry. Chamosa, says, This one is clear and straightforward. There's no discussion, and this one is not so straightforward. The. Um, the Bas Chorgo is straightforward also. It's one of the Raya's. But your aishes, um, Achos Ishto, your wife's sister is not so straightforward because sometimes she is permitted to you. When is your wife's sister permitted to you? When your wife dies. When one's wife dies, then he, her sisters become permitted. So it's not so straightforward. So that's why you don't want to teach that example. Okay. Now there's a general rule. Most of the shnios we actually, we mentioned um, eight there will be a discussion on there a few more whatever, but we mentioned that most of those where the person's osur it extends up through generations and it extends down through generations. So for example, just as we said, okay, a person's mother is osur, but his grandmother donates Muta, but his grandmother's isu is one of the shneils. So to his great grandmother, so to his great great grandmother, etc., going up throughout the generations would be osur. His um, so that's the general rule with the Arayos. It says, Omar Rav said, Arba that there's a tradition that there are four women that do stop. Either Isur the Shneer is just in them, it doesn't extend. And not at Rav class, and Rav held by three of them. I, we're going to see the fourth one soon. But the three of them that he agreed with is Aishas your Bye. wife's brother. Sorry, sorry, wife, sorry. No? Your, wife, mother, brother. no, your your mother's brother's wife, your mother's brother's wife, I have paternal. Your your mother's paternal brother's wife is osu, and but her, your wife's your your wife's. So your wife's. Father's maternal brother would not be. So we see it's limited to just your wife's brother. Sorry, your mother's brother, not your mother's father's brother. That's what we're saying. It says, And then the next one, again similar, but on the other side, your father's maternal brother, the wife of your father's maternal brother, the Kalosa, his daughter-in-law, and your daughter-in-law is Osu, but your daughter-in-law's daughter, in law's daughter in law is not Osir, because the Iri Moiseth Af Ashes Ovi Imo, and the fourth one that the Iri adds is your mother's father's wife. He says it's just your mother's father's wife that is Osir, but your mother's father's father's wife would not be necessarily be Osir. So Rav, um, see one second, yeah. Rav would not hold by these. So Amar by Yitzchak the Rav. Why remember it is Ravs are up ones. They all going ancestor, etc. But Rav, my time Oh, Why does Rav not count this this fourth one? It says, avi because you might get confused with between your father's father's wife. So therefore, since it's likely to be confused, it should also be also with your mother's father's father's wife. And again, your with why does the Iri include it? It says, because he often visits his father's house, but he does not visit his mother's house as often. I wasn't sure. I mean, so what's he saying? That a, father, a person's more familiar with his father's relatives, and therefore he'll be naturally more hesitant to, he'll be more likely to treat them as Arias and be more careful because he just has that familiar, they are family. Whereas on his mother's side, it's not as much. I don't know, uh, I imagine people generally, you mix more with your mother's family. When when your mom goes to, when children hang out with their mother, and when their mom goes to visit someone, it's generally going to be her sisters or her mother. So I wasn't sure about this, but that's the spore-wise. It says your father's family, you closer to, you visit them more often, and therefore you view them as family, and you're going to be more careful with the rest. Okay, then we mentioned, one of them we mentioned was Kaloso, your daughter-in-law. We mentioned daughter-in-law one of the Shniyot, he says, Do-ra-esi-hi. But your daughter-in-law is a it's not only is your daughter-in-law. So kalas beno, will say that is the daughter-in-law of your son. The kalas and Kalasbano has a heftzek eye. We say it's, so strictly speaking, your son's daughter-in-law would be permitted to you, but it's the Isut And we say it's your son's daughter-in-law and not your son's son's daughter-in-law. Or your son's daughter-in-law's daughter-in-law. The, the Isut only applies to that one and not going down in generations. we bivno to but wait, the brides are taught explicitly that your daughter-in-law is an erva, is a, a doraisa. Your son's daughter-in-law is a secondary one. And so do you say with your grandson's daughter-in-law and your great-grandson's daughter-in-law for all future generations. We see a law like it doesn't stop. So, el-aimah kalas bito. So, now or you have to say kalas. This is, when it said that, it's referring to kalas bito, your daughter's daughter-in-law. Now your Abchizda you know, before you go on, um, your wife's daughter in law is less likely to come to sorry, your daughter's daughter in law is less likely to come to one of the rites and therefore it has an end unlike your son's daughter in law. Now says Rabi Ami I heard this teaching from the great Rebbe from this great man and that's Rebbe Ami. his daughter-in-law. His daughter-in-law is only also from his daughter-in-law. That's quite a cryptic statement, right? His daughter-in-law is also to him because of his daughter-in-law. So obviously that's not what he meant. What does he mean? So He says, An astrologer told me I will be a teacher. So I said, I Havina if I was, if I become a great Talmud Chocham, I'll be able to explain it from my own understanding. If I become a school teacher I'll have to ask the Rabbis in the base Midrash, the Talmudim in the base Midrash. I won't be able to answer it myself. But now I'm able to under, explain it from my own understanding. So when we said Kali in this context, what do we mean? It says, his wife's, his daughter's daughter-in-law is Osu because of his son's daughter-in-law. Like, really, his daughter's daughter-in-law is, shouldn't be Osu. But it's just once we're speaking about his grandchildren's wives, we say all his grandchildren's wives are Osu, whether they're from his son or his daughter. Um, again, remember the danger is because I, should have, I, mean, I didn't mention this clearly earlier. Which one? daughter-in-law is your son's wife. So that's the erva. So it makes also sense to worry about your... so one step further to be extra careful would be your son's daughter-in-law, your grandson's wife. But once it's on your... if you go to your daughter's side, remember your daughter's never going to have a, um, a wife, it's only your son that's going to have a wife, that's the erva, and that's the, that's the erva, that's the concern. Your daughter's not going to have a wife, so it's only ever your daughter's daughter-in-law. So that's what. even if you go back from your daughter's daughter-in-law and you go up in generations, you're not going to reach an erva. But as I said, once most of these are also because once we're saying your grandchild's wife, you're going to leave this grandchild's wife, not distinguish between whether it's a grandchild from your son, which would be a clearer problem, or a grandchild from your daughter. Um, yeah. So, Omar, Abai said to the Baybar said to the that this would be, I can explain this to you, to be similar to the daughter-in-laws of Baybar Tsaisa. He had a son's daughter. I, he had a son's daughter-in-law and a daughter's daughter-in-law. I, both his uh, son and his daughter had sons who were married. So that's the scenario. And Rav Poppa, Omo Kagon Kalasa, Debe Rav Papa Bar Abba, similar to the daughter-in-laws in the family of Rapopa Bar Abba and Rav Ashi, Omo Kagon Kalasa, Debe Mori Bar Isik. Also the daughter-in-laws of Mori Bar Isik. And they had these daughter-in-laws that both sides would be also again, they all their grandchildren's wives. Again, those are only Surah Jarabonim and this is all because we're concerned that if he's, if you're lenient with him being, if someone being with their grandson's wife they might be lenient with their son's wife. That was the whole concern. Okay, now Iboiluhu. They asked a question. What's the halacha regarding your mother's brother's your mother's maternal brother's wife? That's, remember we mentioned there are four types of uncle. We mentioned the, the one is Doraisa. Your father's paternal brother's wife is Doraisa. The other three, two of them were clearly Isureg Jirabonet. And now this third one we want to find out. So he says, We explain the question. When we're speaking about your father's maternal brother or your mother's paternal brother, then there's an aspect of of father. So that's why that's where the rabbis made the Xairah. where there's no aspect of father, i.e. it's your mother's maternal brother, your mother's brother from her mother. There's no language of father there. maybe the rabbis didn't make the xaira. Or maybe it makes no difference. At the end of the day, it's one of your uncles. So Amarabsafra he go for xaira, xaira. Well, your paternal brothers are Gezerahs, and now we're going to come and make a Gezerah to a Zaira. There's a general rule when the rabbis made a decree, they make a decree to protect the Issudor Isa, but they're not going to make a decree to protect an isud it's There's actually a posuk that alludes to this. We saw the posuk. that says, but also Mishmeres le Mishmarti make a protection to my laws, to my Mishmeres, not to your laws. So there might even be a touch on a, an asmat a touch on an Issudor to uh, make Xayra to exera, so how, so how can you... So if you're really, we're only concerned about the uncles who have father in their title. Connection through a father. So to make Xera on your uncle that's only through your mother and her mother, is a protection to a protection. It's Xayra, Xayra. So Amar Abba Tukullah, Xaira and he says, wait, you're going to run into trouble with this line of thinking, because all the Shneo on is to Xayra. It says, and he's going to explain. Imo aim imo your mother is one of the arayos, and your grandmother is a shneer. The Godzrail aim oviv mishum aim imo, and they also made xayra on your father's mother because you might come to your mother's mother. So that's. A, but your mother's mother, once your, your father's mother, once you come into your mother's mother, that's only. A, sorry, your, let, let me say it like this: your father's mother. Ah, your grandmother is also because of your other grandmother, your mother's mother, which is a Shnir. So it's a Durabonim to a Durabonim. So this is the time of my. So what, what's the reason But I know it says, Kula Devei Imer correlate. They all fall under the category of, or they all called by the title, Grandmother. And ah, they're both Grandmothers. So it's not, it's not Xera to Xera, it's just Xaira on Grandmother. You're right, the pl- primary reason behind making such a Xera is because of your mother's mother. But once they said that, then they made it on all grandmothers. And similarly, Ashes Oviv Eva, Ashes Your father's wife is an Arise. Your father's father, or your grandfather's wife, is a Shneer. But Gozraal, Ashes and they also made the Xaira on the wife of your mother's father. Mishum because of Ashes Now for Tamamai, how could they do that? Isn't it Xaira? Xaira says, Kula, Abba, Rabba, No, they're all called by the title grandfather, so all your grandfather's wives are also, even though really only your father's father's wife is a problem. And then thirdly, So this is what we're discussing now. Your father's paternal brother's wife is the Isa. Your father's maternal brother's wife or your mother's paternal, your 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 mother's uh, brother from her father, is Gazor or Zayis Drabwan. But again, um, sorry, yeah, but your mother's one. The Gazoral Ashes Achia Eimina Mishum Ashes Achia Aminah Aim The Tamemai, how could they do that? Mishum the Kula Devay Daidi Karilu Hu. They would be also because of. Uncle. So maybe so we're back to our original question. Maybe it's excluded because they only made the Xaira on the fathers who on your on your uncles you have the, the word father, oh, it's your father's brother or your mother's brother from her father. That's where it starts to get tricky. But your mother's brother from her mother, maybe there's no not not enough confusion to have Xaira. And you wanted to suggest, well then it's a it's a Zera. to Xira. We see in all these asked you don't go by the it's not a decree for a decree, they just made a, a name, the name of that relative Osir. So your grandmother, your grandfather's wife. doesn't matter which side or why they, even though it's really only for one side, it's just that. And so to uncle, maybe it should be the same thing. So my, what's the halacha? Is it a gzairah? Are we concerned of it's gzairah, Or do we say it's all falls under the part of the uncle? So there's a toshmar, dechiel sa rabbi hurab arashila omar, when of hurab arashila, he said, omri b'marabah, they taught in Eretz Israel, kol sheb, marabah is the west, so in battle the west is Eretz Israel, so they taught kol sheb in a cave ever, bezoha gajrael ishtom mishim shnia Any time, if, it was, if that was a woman, it would be one of the arayos, in the, if it's a male, they made a gzairah on his wife because of shnia so just to say it in other words, what we'll see now, if let's say your aunt would be also, then your uncle's wife would be Any Anytime you put the male relative in place of that, anytime the female would be an arayos, one of the arayos, if, if you put the male, his wife would be also in that same degree of... Uh, close relative he says Rabba. But, Rav says that's a good principle now Rav is going to bring a whole, lot of, a whole lot of exceptions he says your mother-in-law is an erva but your father-in-law's wife is muta. He says, you see your mother-in-law and your father-in-law are the same type of relative your mother-in-law is an erva and if the rule is true that wherever it's a the woman is an erva the man's wife would be an erva midrubonin that doesn't apply to you because your father-in-law's wife is permitted. So another example, second example, Baschamoisa, Erva. The daughter of your mother-in-law is an erva. Remember that's your wife's sister. Aes ben mutares. muteres. But the wife of your mother-in-law's son would be mutar. Again, an exception to the rule. His, um, his sister would be also, but he's mutar, so but so his wife should be also. A third example, Bas Chamoisa. Again, your wife's sister, Erva, Ashes Benchomiv. But your um, the wife of your father-in-law's son would be Mutar. A fourth example, Chorgoso, your your wife's daughter, your stepdaughter, erva, aishes chorgo muteres. But your son-in-law's wife is permitted. So a fifth example, bas Chorgoso, Again, your wife's daughter's daughter, so your wife's granddaughter, erva, is an erva. But aishes ben chorgo muteres. But your wife the, the wife of his son, sorry, the wife, yeah, the wife of his wife's son would be mutar. Again, we've seen so many cases where so many exceptions to this rule. Again, the rule was wherever the female would be in that level, that closeness of, of relate of uh, that close relative, wherever the female would be, in ever the male would be, the male's wife would be also. Just doesn't seem to apply. So So when would this ever apply? Again, he said as he said that principle as a rule. So we've just given a whole lot of exceptions. So he says, the So maybe it must be to include our point under discussion. Your wife's maternal your wife's maternal brothers, wife, your wife's sisters, or sorry, not your wife, your mothers, your mother's your mother's mother, not your wife. Your mother's maternal brothers, so let's slot in the female form. Are your mother's sisters? Your mother's sisters are your aunt. They all are ayos. So if your if your aunt is also, then your uncle's wife should be also. based on that general principle. Wherever the female would be an erva, the male the male's wife should be an erva. So there's no marshnahani or marshnahani. Sorry, I skipped. Yeah. Oh, yeah, honey or honey or So, why is there this difference? Why all of those do we leave as exceptions? Where the male replaces the female, we don't forbid his wife. And in this case, where the male replaces the female, we do forbid his wife. says, ha, bachad kiddushin kiddushin says, no, because this one, with just one kiddushin, he's now a relative. Whereas all those that were exceptions, if we didn't apply this principle, you'd have to come on to two exceptions. Just an example, your your mother's paternal maternal brother's wife. How's he related to you? Through marriage, but it's just through marriage. It's your mother's brother's wife. So it's just through one marriage and he's related to you. Whereas the other one, for example your wife's sister, sorry, sorry, not your wife's sister, your um, father-in-law's, your father-in-law's wife. How many kiddushin before you marry to her? So um, you have to marry the daughter so that you get a father-in-law and your father-in-law has to be married to someone for her to be your father-in-law's wife. So there's two kiddushin and that's why we could go more lenient. That's the answer. Um Okay, I think let's leave it here for today. So just in short, some of the main principles that we took out from today's stuff is that the shnir, that the secondary arayos and those are to protect us from coming into similar arayos. We said that we we mentioned eight, but now we've extended it to a ninth. We said all uncles. The general way to remember them is, even though it's really the xayra would be made because of your mother's mother, your grandmother on your mother's side. We, they took it by title so then they said all grandmothers would be also and just as the concern would be your father's wife so they then come along and make a sneer on your father's father's wife or your um Sorry, that's also, they made a decree on all your grandfather's wives, not just the ones that are on the side that could lead to Arayos, and so too with all of them. We also saw that in general it's not limited to that relative, it extends upwards, so it's your grandmother, your great-grandmother, your great-great-grandmother, etc., upwards throughout the generations, and so to the ones going down. And, uh, yeah, and obviously there were a few exceptions and a big discussion on some of them.